Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton from the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some great, awesome country singers. And today, we've got another great one, a young 14-year-old from Jacksonville, Florida, that we're really excited to talk to you about, named KDO. Um, Sandy, I, I, one of Sandy's favorite artists is Loretta Lynn. And you got yes. to get Sandy's attention. Yep, to get Sandy's attention, you have to be really good if you're going to sing a Loretta Lynn song. And I played oh, one of Katie's for her, and she said, we got to get her on this show. Well, today is the day. We got her on the show. Are you here, Katie? Yes, sir, I'm here. <clears throat> How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing good. Doing great, so, yes. So before we really get started, I always like to start the same way. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, which, of course, I kind of already said that. But anyway, where you're from, um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music and stuff like that? Yes, sir. Um, I'm 14 years old from Jacksonville, Florida, and I sing everywhere. And classic country is my favorite kind of music. And um, some hobbies that I like other than singing are fishing. Um, I have three older brothers, so it's kind of funny. I'm, like, always fishing. Um, (laughs) So that's, like, one of my main hobbies that I do. Um, It's a lot of fun. You know, we go to – we're actually based out of Savannah, Georgia right now, and we go to Jacksonville a lot, two or three times a month. We do. For day trips, uh, we we love to go down there, and our eight-year-old loves it down there. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, his favorite building is um, the Wells Fargo building. Oh, it downtown. Is. He, it is. He claimed that when he was two years old, he would try to say Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo, and he's oh. loved that building ever since he was two years old. Oh, that's you know, so sweet. <laughs> and he wanted to – funny because we were, all had plans on eventually moving to Jacksonville, Florida because it's kind of our favorite we place. We did. Mm-hmm. But God had kind of had a different life for us, we think, because all of a sudden we've realized we have all these connections in Nashville, and our country music stuff is taken off, and we feel like it should be in Nashville. So I guess instead of Jacksonville, we're moving to Nashville this year. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. We're super excited about that. So, um, what are some of when you look back on? I know you're young and all that, but and you've done a lot. What have um, when you look back on your life at this point? What are some of the moments where you're like, "Wow, I got to do that." Well, over um, 2019, um, I had the privilege to sing with Linda Davis. Um, she is a country singer. She sang mm. Does He Love You, the duet with Reba McIntyre. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she came to Jacksonville, um, I think it was about a year ago now, and I got to sing Does He Love You with her. And she had like a class too, and it was just an amazing experience to do that and share the stage with her. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So what age did you know that this is what you want to do with your life? Well, I've always loved singing growing up, and to be honest, I did not know this was going to be the path that I was going to take. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually used to be really shy when I was little, 
but about <laughs> three years ago, um, <laughs> I sang publicly. We were at like mm-hmm. a little pizza restaurant, and I was like, Mom, I just want to sing. And so I went up there, and I sang two songs. And ever mm-hmm. since then, it's just been, like, amazing, this whole journey. And I've met so many wonderful people along the way. So what's the what's the scene, music scene like in Florida? There's actually a lot of musicians, and they are fantastic musicians, um, lots of people sing country, but there's also pop, some rap, um, and jazz as well. But it's a great community of singers here. We actually interviewed um, a group from St. Augustine, Florida, recently. We did, oh. and we came across at the Riverside Arts Market on my, our little boy's birthday on January 11th. We were walking by, and we heard them singing and they were they were so good we were like who are they we have to look them up and try to get them on the show oh that's so cool and it's funny because you just never know what you're going to run into i mean you know you hear you we heard them that week and they and i we set up you know i posted a picture of them on facebook and they private message me says we see that you have a show we wouldn't mind coming on and I figured, you know, in a few weeks and all that, and then all of a sudden I had a cancellation. I, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we've got a cancellation if you want the spot. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so we, so we, we heard them on, on Saturday, and Friday they were on the show. So that was kind of crazy. It was. Wow. <laughs> so, of course, we know a couple of them already, but who are some of your musical influences? Well, my number one is Loretta Lynn, um, and I heard you I say that. that. <laughs> yes, yes. Sir, that <laughs> love Loretta Lynn, and I just love how, like, growing up, that she went through all those hard times, and she put that like into her songs. Um, it's just really amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I also like Tanya Tucker, Tammy Wanet, um, Hank Williams. Uh, there's so many. I could name them all, but <laughs> Buck Owens, <laughs> yeah, it, classic. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. Um, before the interviews, uh, me, Sandy and I were talking, and she goes, I bet you anything, when you get to this question, it's going to be all from classic. <laughs> yes, you can tell that, that that's influenced your music, and that is awesome. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> So um, where, do, where do you want to be in the next two, three, four years? Or would you like to be? I would like to be singing more, and I have been working on original music. I have mm-hmm. two songs that are coming out very soon. One's titled Airplane Mode, and the second one is called Swimming Holes and Fishing Poles. <laughs> um, <laughs> so those are coming out real soon. And I really want to work on my writing and just getting mm-hmm. to know more people and expand, like, where I sing in the venues. Yeah. So do they have a lot yeah. of writers in Florida, songwriters? There are quite a few, yes, sir. Um, I've met a few, but um, I've heard there's a lot more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, looking at your profile and your pages and all that, 
it looks like that you've got a deep space. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, sir. Um, I just give God all the glory for my voice, my family, just everything in my life. I recently had scoliosis surgery on my back mm-hmm. back oh, in wow. November. And so we didn't know that I was going to have to get surgery. But when they said mm-hmm. that, we prayed a lot about it. And when the time came to have surgery, um, I actually was not nervous at all. It was just like the power of prayer that helped me get through mm-hmm. it. And it has been a really good recovery. And I'm so happy to be back out singing and doing things. That is really awesome. Because in this day and time, especially for the younger generation, you just don't really see a lot of people diving in the faith anymore. But I have noticed in the country music scene, they do. Yes, sir. That's that was one I of the like. things that. Oh, that that's sorry. one of the things I that I upset get upset about is you know, in the, I think in the nineties, uh, you had a lot of people that gave God all, all the who were big artists gave God all the glory, but you don't yes, see sir. that as much anymore. Yes, sir. You don't. I see it with um, I know like Josh Turner. He's real strong in his faith and that's mm-hmm. what I like about all the classics and even there's some of the new ones that I like uh, not many but like Josh Turner's <laughs> one yeah um, yeah he's kind of <laughs> yes new, but, um I like that they keep God in what they do it's so you know, important a lot yes. of, you know a lot of people don't really like them because of the summer type songs they sing but though there's one group that at every one of their award shows always give not just God, but Jesus Christ the glory, and that's Florida Georgia Line. Yes, sir. Mhm. So you know where, which is crazy because back I remember back in the nineties you'd watch a award show and it was like eighty percent of the artists would give God the glory, and you just don't you just don't see that. So I'm so happy to interview and talk to a lot of the up-and-coming country artists, and maybe we can change that back the way it used to be. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so how is it balancing school and music? Well, I'm homeschooled, and I do um, online school. So it's okay. really flexible for traveling and singing different places. Um, I used to go to, like, a regular private school, but um, I love doing it online now, and it's real easy <laughs> for me to sing. So I really like that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think sometimes some parents, I, I've seen, I, I've seen some parents say, "No, you got to have the schooling this way. You need to be a doctor or a lawyer. You need to not worry about music. Let that be just a side thing." I love it when you meet people where their parents don't think that way, and apparently yours don't. Yes, sir. My mom, she always tells me, like, follow your dream as long as you keep God first. Um, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. he, She knows that he has great plans for me. Um, so she's real supportive, supportive of my career, and I'm so thankful for that. Because a lot of people don't have that. We've, we've met a lot of up-and-coming artists, and their family does not support it. Yes, sir. <clears throat> 
because the people don't, just don't, you know, I wish parents would get it. I mean, I've met some people that went the, went the doctor route, the lawyer route, and they're miserable. And they, they've been in their profession for 15 years, and I sit down with them and I talk to them. I'm like, well, what, you know, and they, it, if they open up to me, they're like, I'm just not happy. I'm like, well, why are you not happy? Well, I wasn't, did not really want to come this route, so why did you? Oh, because my parents pushed me to be a doctor. They pushed me to, like, well, what did you want to do? Oh, I, I had a voice, but, but nobody believed in it, so they pushed me this way, and they are miserable. So it's so refreshing to meet parents that actually believe in the dream that you have because that doesn't happen often. Yes, sir. So Many people to, ask. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Many people ask me. Um. They're like, so do you really like enjoy it? Um. Because I sing about almost every weekend, and they're like, does it get to be a job for you? And I'm always like, no. I just love it so much that I could sing every day, and I'd be perfectly fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> and and you know there was a um, Alice and Steele from Two Still Girls. They were on The Voice. And she gave a piece of advice one time, and I'll never forget this, because we were talking about building up your career. And as and I asked her, what advice would you give a person just starting out? And she says, if you can, if your heart will allow you to do anything else, then go do that and do music on the side. But if you're because you got because she said that the music career once it goes full time. And you know it be, it becomes like like some people ask you it does become a job and even if you're not happy that day you have to be happy no matter what so she was saying that since they were living off the music she goes we have no choice she goes but if your heart won't allow you to do anything else then you need to be all in or you won't make it anyway so you know I I've always remembered that advice because you have to be all in and it sounds like that's where you're at. Yes, sir. That is so true. Um, I've seen some other performers and artists, and you can really tell when they're not happy. And mm-hmm. I just never, I never want to be like that and do that. I just, I love it so much that I don't know. I can't think of being unhappy while singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll play your song right after the small break. And when we play your song, Airplane Mode, then we'll come back and discuss that song. That yes, sir. All right. All right. That's good. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. 
that song? Well, I was actually at school one day, and I started writing down lyrics um, about airplane mode, and I wrote the chorus, <laughs> and so this song, what it's about, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, on your phone, like, the airplane mode button yeah. that you mm-hmm. can click, and so it won't allow you to have any messages or pretty much phone calls, anything. And I was just kind of like having one of those days I was like to be out in the country. I was kind of like daydreaming. Uh, I was like I wanted to be out in the country just kind of not on any electronics, Mm -hmm. just listening to country music. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how that song came along. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty cool. Yes. You know, and we heard your truck song really crazy. (laughs) <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> we love that one too. <laughs> Thank you. And in your music, you can definitely tell Loretta Lynn has its influence in there. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So, as you know, just by listening to country radio, it's really difficult for women to make it up there. What do you think about what you're seeing out there, where where you got people on Twitter saying they can't play back-to-back women artists with women artists in country music. How do we fight that? Um, well, 
it's uh it is difficult for women and girls in the country music industry. I think just because guys, uh, men, they're, uh, I don't know exactly, um, it's tough. I think it is tough. I think that there are more women uh, country artists coming now a little bit, like I think Marin mm-hmm. Morris, Carrie mm-hmm. Underwood, um, I hear their music a lot getting played. Yeah. But there are also a lot of male country artists that are making it, um, and it is easier for them. Yeah. Now, where you're at in Jacksonville, to be honest, it's different because every time we come down there, we hear a lot of women on your several country stations there. So we've been impressed with the Jacksonville radio stations because they play them back to back. Yes, sir, they do. <laughs> so they don't hold to that. Um, and all that. So as as you're fighting to make your way and pave your little path, pave your path into this crazy music world, what are some of the little small struggles that you've went through that that as you're trying to get there? Because a lot of people they they see people they think that oh if you got this many followers or if you got this many Spotify spins they think oh you're making the big dollars. How what what are some of the small small struggles that you've been through that that they get to where you are right now? Well, I've performed a lot of places and I haven't had too many struggles, but I will say being on social media, um, it is kind of difficult to post like every single day and I'm slowly learning about that and how to mm-hmm. increase followers and just the whole social media, I would say, that's kind of like the hard part for me. But other than that, I haven't had too many struggles and issues. Um, it's It's been uh, an amazing journey, and I can't wait to see where 2020 goes and to see what happens in this year. Now, I think I already know the answer to this one. There's a two-part question. Um, if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And the second part is, what what would the song be about? Well, it would totally be Loretta Lynn. I knew that. Oh. <laughs> I love her songwriting. Um, yes. And what the song would be about, probably about my life, um, just like the country, southern life. Um, I go down to my grandma and grandpa's a lot, and they live down like a dirt road. And so I think it would be kind of a song like that, mm-hmm. just about me and my personality, but something that's also relatable to other people. Yeah. So who, which we, I guess we already know this, but who's been your most supportive people of the, of your music? My mom has been so supportive of my music, and I also have a manager, and her name is Miss mm-hmm. Juanita Hotard, and mm-hmm. she books a lot of events for me, and she has been so supportive as well along my journey. 
and I'm just truly blessed to have them in my life. Sounds like you and your mom are really close-knit. Tell us a mom story, a cool mom story that's, that's, that's happened. Let's give your mom some props here. Um, well, she's at every event uh, that I've been at, and there was this one time I forgot something. It was, like, part of the show. I think it was, like, the CD that had the songs on it, and it was, mm-hmm. like, the main part. Like, I couldn't sing without the CD and the backing tracks, and she happened to bring, like, another one. And so mm-hmm. she totally just saved the day, and I was like, oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so if, um, if your life was a song, what song would it be? Out there, any song that's out there? Ooh. I like well, it would that. definitely be it would definitely be a country song. Um, <laughs> I also like bluegrass and gospel as well, mm-hmm. but hmm. Probably. Oh, this is a tough question. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, like we've been told that. that. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> One song that I really like that is relatable to me um, mm-hmm. is like "What a Friend We Have in Jesus." That's a gospel Christian song. Oh wow! Um, because that one. It's just so truthful, like Jesus, how he brought me, my family, through so many hard times. And mm-hmm. um, that song just really relates to me. <laughs> you know, so as we're winding this down, I always like to get our little eight-year-old, he always likes to ask one question <laughs> and all that. So he's go to mama. <laughs> <laughs> we're a family show, so we're including him into it. <laughs> yes. Hi, Katie. Uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. That would have to be chicken and dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite food and meal. Uh, I also love barbecue, seafood, but chicken and dumplings is my all-time favorite. <laughs> oh, wow. That's Sandy's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so what's yours, little Chris? Uh, pizza. So he he loves pizza. Yes. Mm. Right. That's good too. I like pizza. As thanks, well. thanks for talking. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> he loves doing that. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. gonna be a future Sa- podcaster someday. <laughs> Sa- Sandy gave him the phone, so she don't know. She picked. Um, Chicken dumplings. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh my gosh! Whenever we go to Cracker Barrel or E restaurant that has chicken and dumplings, I always order that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, what advice would you give someone who's just beginning, who's who really has no connections right now, but they're just saying, you know what? I want to sing. I think this is what I want to do. What advice would you give them? I would say sing as much as you can and really get your following up 
and just make a lot of connections with people. Um, I've learned over the past three years, making connections is a really big part of the music industry. And I've made so many great connections and there are just so many amazing, wonderful people in the music Mm -hmm. industry. Um, And that's, that's one of the big ones. Yeah. um, You know, people always say it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's so true. But I, I always like to go one step further. It's not even who you know. It's really who knows you that matters. Yes, sir, it is. Because as we watch so many people, um, the right connections, they blossom, and the wrong connection. And in fact, if you've got a connection that's more of a scam artist, you're all, even though you're not part of it, sometimes people look at you bad, and it's not your fault <laughs> many times. Yes, sir. So as we start to end this, um, so I don't miss anything, if you were interviewing you, what question would you ask yourself that I did not ask yet? Oh, I would probably um, ask myself, Like, what's my favorite venues or places to sing at, maybe? Oh, wow. Um, so what are they? Um, I have a lot. I love pretty much every place, but um, one of my favorites in Georgia at the Woodbine Osprey, that's a really fun place to sing. Oh, wow. And I just really love it up there. So is your ultimate goal the Opry? Yes, sir. That. <laughs> That is one of my goals. I I think it would be pretty cool to sing on the Opry stage one day. So have you been to Nashville any year? Yes, sir. I went to Nashville two years ago um, for, like, the first time, and I've gone a couple more times since then. Um, I got to see the Opry and many other places. and it's just amazing. There's so many incredible, talented musicians there, um, and it's such an amazing place. So has you, you and your family ever thought about moving there, or is that in the plans? We have talked about it a little bit, but right now we're just kind of playing it by ear, um, see wherever God takes us. But yeah. We Amen. haven't thought about it before. It is really pretty there in Tennessee. You know, um, Brandon Maddox, who's one of the big songwriters there in Nashville, when we interviewed him years ago, one of the advice he said, and then I've always remembered this advice, so I always try to tell it to all people who may, might move to Nashville one day, but he said that before an artist moves to Nashville, because there's so much competition within that city, build your local and regional base so that when you move to Nashville, your base helps support you while you're trying to make a name in Nashville. Yes, sir. That is great advice. That is totally true. Because he said many people moved to Nashville, and then they quit because they, they went there thinking, oh, I can just be, if I'm just there, I'll blossom. And he said it's not going to happen because they call Nashville a 10-year city. It don't always happen like this, but when you look at all the big artists, the ones that take, took off – on average, they were in Nashville for about 10 years or more before they made it big. Yes, sir. 
I've heard that so with a lot of yeah. artists. So if you don't have a base when you move there, that's why a lot of people, they'll move there with no base, and then within five years, they go back home, and then they quit the whole music business, when if they'd have done it the way Brandon Maddox said, I think a lot more would make it. But that's a learning experience, and, I, and, I'll, and so I always try to make sure artists knows that one piece of advice so that they can kind of be thinking about that as they make their transition just in one day in the Nashville. Yes, sir. So as we end this um, segment, um, would you just tell everybody how they can reach out to you? Yes, and all, sir, all I am social on, media and all that. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I also have a website, and you can find me at KDO Music, and my website is kdomusic.com, and that has all my upcoming shows and places that I've sang. You know, it's been a blast having you on the show, and we definitely look forward to following you because it's your voice because there's just not any traditional style trying to make it or not not as much. And you're so traditional style. We love that. So we'd love to yeah, have you maybe next three to six months back on the show so you can see what happened to you since then. Yes, sir. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. No problem. We look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right. Hey everyone We hope you enjoyed the show today um, You definitely need to check her out She's definitely going places um, KDO has got a voice that second to none when it, uh, Especially around her age Really awesome I, mm-hmm. I love the Loretta Lynn sound It's just awesome But we've, got a, we've had a great week this week We had five guests we brought to you this week um, Five next days week, in right a row now, Five days in a row. First time we've ever done that. Um, so we've yeah. got a um, couple, I think, I think either three or four already scheduled for next week. So we'll see where that goes, but we'll let you know on the Facebook page and all that what's coming next week. And we've probably got a really big, big announcement coming soon, hopefully. Yeah, um, that so we we'll can tell you about, you about soon. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to bringing you more guests next week. Have a great weekend.